Sunday we began uh, talking, well, it wasn't supposed to be beginning, we were going to do this Sunday, but you know how that goes, right? <laughs> we're talking about the true loves of a disciple, but as I t thought about what we had talked about on Sunday, really, it could have been better titled, Loves of a True Disciple, but anyway, it's the how, true you know, loves of a disciple. When we talk about disciple, we're talking about somebody that is submitting themselves to the Lordship of Jesus and is willing to learn and to grow. And how many know Jesus is our example? How many want to learn from Jesus tonight? Amen? And, you know, there's some things, uh, you know, a lot of us say, well, I love the Lord so much, you know. I love the Lord so much. But the question is, are we demonstrating that love? Amen? Are we really demonstrating that love to, and we're going to get into that tonight about the demonstration of it. Because it's, well, how many know it's one thing to say you love somebody, but it's another thing to show them that you love them. Amen? How many know that's the same with husbands and wives? Husbands can say, I love you, and she I love you too. But it's another thing to say it. It's another thing to demonstrate that love by acts of kindness. So tonight we're going to get into some things about demonstrating our love. That's right. And, and we're not going to go through everything, but... Uh, in Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said to go and make disciples, not just converts, but disciples. And, and we learned that that word disciple meant a learner and a follower. It's not just saying, thank God I'm saved and not going to hell, but I'm a disciple, a disciplined follower of Christ. And we talked about three things that's that you love as a disciple of Christ. And, and the first one was, do you remember? We love God. We love God. And the second thing, we love the body of Christ. And the third thing, we love the lost. We love the lost. So those were our three things we talked about on Sunday. That as a real disciple of Christ, we do have a burning love for God. He, we keep him first place. We love him with all of our heart, soul, and mind. We love the body of Christ when, when they're at their best and maybe when they're at their worst. We still love each other, right? Because that's what true love is. <clears throat> and we love the lost. We don't consider them an inconvenience or how foolish they are, but we love them because just as Jesus looked out and he had compassion on the people, we're to look out through with the eyes of Christ and have compassion on the lost. So tonight we're going to talk about those three areas again and really how we demonstrate that love. So the first thing is we're going to learn how to demonstrate our love for God. Amen. And one of the ways we can demonstrate our love for the Lord is through worship. And, and you know, how many know, you know, I think I like to look out sometimes and just look at people how they are worshiping the Lord, amen? And I, I mean, I believe if we have this true born-again relationship and we're disciples of Jesus, wanting to grow and we're wanting to be used of God and, and we love the Lord so much, how many of we should demonstrate it by lifting up our hands? Come on, come on. The Bible even says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary. Come on, this is not a time. It's not a time to be, to, to you know, I, what's the word, be stuffy, and it's not a time to, to kind of sit back and, you know, make a grocery list and, and, and all that kind of, it's a time to be telling Jesus, telling God how much you love him. The Bible says, forget not, come on, forget not all his benefit. Come on, we ought to every day, and, and not just in church, but every day, lift up our hands, the Lord, thank you. Thank you for all the benefits, your loving kindness. Lord, you've redeemed me from the curse of the law. Amen. I will say to the Lord, you're my exceeding great reward. How many of the Lord... His love for you and I, His presence, and, and His nature. And you, I mean, that's a great reward. Amen? To know He loves us this much. He demonstrated that to us. Now, we could, the least we could do is say, Lord, I love you. Thank you for all that you've done for us. Amen? That's right. Like Sue was talking tonight, uh, that a lot of people came in, you're tired, and you had maybe a lot on your mind. But a true disciple of Christ will be right there when the church doors open, and, and they won't wait for the praise and worship team to warm them up to get them that place but they'll come right into the presence of God and they'll be ready ready to lift their hands ready to worship God and it's amazing the strength that will be yours if you by faith by faith 
Discipline Amen. yourself to Amen. enter into the because, presence you know, I, of God. Wanna, you know, I know we're hurried to get all this done tonight, but, but at the same time, listen, uh, we're touching on something that's wonderful here. Uh, you know, I begin praying and speaking to the Lord, talking to the Lord on the way to church tonight. You know, of course, during the day as I was studying and talking to the Lord on the way to church about the service, about his people. You know, and then we got to church, I was able to come in and seeing people gather together and begin to pray. And you know, there's a number of us that are praying for every heart to be tender, for the young people to have a supernatural move of God in, in their lives, and, and for the Holy Spirit to illuminate some incredible truths that will set them free and set them on the right path. And, and through prayer, we can see major changes. But I think, I think sometimes we forget. You know, like Sue was saying, I, some people are a little tired. I think we need to stir ourselves up. We need to stir up the word on the inside of us. Amen? And, and if we say we love the Lord, it could be that maybe God is wanting us to move us more into, uh, you know, uh, preparing the ground for the word by coming in early and praying. Amen? How many of it would take, take, take some sacrifice or wouldn't it? Take some l extra love to not be drinking cappuccinos but in here praying. Thank you very much. Uh, don't throw anything at me now. I, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it takes time. And, and that's a, that shows our love for the Lord when we pray, Lord, for the anointing to be on upon the youth ministers, the children's ministers, the worship and praise team. And it seemed like every time we pray like that, our hearts are more tender for, and, and fertile for the ground, word of God. Like Pastor Jones said, we're not having to warm everybody up. They're all ready to go, man. On the edge of our chair, I've been praying. I'm ready for a move of God. Amen. Amen. In, in John 4, 23 and 24, Jesus said, But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Do you know God was looking for you to show up to worship? Do you know that? Isn't that amazing? God seeks those to worship him. That's how important it is on his list that you come into the presence of God. Not just so, you know... It can, we pat God on the back. God knows how much we need to worship him. Amen. We're not talking Amen? about legalistically, even when I said we should come. You know what I'm saying? We're not talking about, you, you say, okay, I'm going to show up, check my name on the list to make sure they know I was there. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a heart for God, for revival, for a move of his spirit, to prepare our hearts for the word to come down and for the, for, for the unity and all the things. How many know it takes prayer? Come on, how many know it takes prayer? How many know it takes prayer? It takes passion. It takes involvement. It takes getting in there and worshiping the Lord with joy. Not out of a religious spirit. Amen, but out of joy and passion. And you want, you want people to be blessed. It's not just about me. Oh, bless me tonight, Lord. No, it's about, oh, I pray tonight. The Spirit of God move and people's minds be renewed and, and people be refreshed by the Word tonight. And maybe they come in with a heavy burden, it'll be lifted by the Spirit of God. Amen. And that's what we want for everybody, don't we? That's a caring church, that we that's care right. for each other. And it comes about by prayer and worship. Hebrews 12.28 in the Amplified Bible. Hebrews 12.28 in the Amplified Bible says, Let us therefore receiving a kingdom that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken, offer to God pleasing service and acceptable worship, acceptable worship with modesty and pious care and godly fear and awe acceptable worship, godly fear and awe. I mean, we should wow. be so in awe of God and coming into his presence. They didn't have that under the old covenant. Someone else had to come into the presence of God for them. Under the new covenant, that way's been made open through the blood of Jesus. And we come into his actual presence. And in Hebrews 13, 15, says, Through him, therefore, let us constantly and at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. Sometimes it is a sacrifice to come into the presence of God. We put down all the other responsibilities of life. 
we, we don't pay any attention to what our bodies might feel like or even what our minds might feel like. But we offer that sacrifice of praise. And God will bless Listen, you for how it. How many believe, come on now, I want you to be with me now. How many know that God deserves our praise? Come on, you got to stir up some joy here. It's like, okay, God, move me. Make me feel good, then I'll praise you. Come on, come on. we got to stir up the joy tonight. Stir up that, that worship on the inside of you. And the Lord deserves our praise. Can you say amen? Come on, is he still good? Is he still on the throne? Is his blood still cleansing? Come on, amen. Is the anointing still flowing? Is his healing power still real? Is he still our provider? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's your source of encouragement. Amen. He's the King of kings and the Lord of glory. And he's here tonight by his spirit. His name is powerful. You and I got to stir the word up on the inside of us and stir up our joy. And yes, it may, it may be a sacrifice to put down the flesh, put aside things. But let me tell you, he deserves our praise. He deserves our time. He deserves our loyalty and our commitment. And we will not pull back or compromise God's word in times of trouble. That's the time to get closer to the Lord. That's the time to get right in the face of God and say, God, I love you with all my heart and all my, I trust and rely on you. You're my helper in this time. Yes. Amen. Yes. It's a time to press closer into the Lord, not pull back. That's right. Another way we demonstrate our love for God, I mean demonstrate it, is by keeping the word, keeping his commandments. And, and the Bible's full of scriptures on that. John 14, 15, <clears throat> Jesus, it's not a difficult verse to understand. He said, if you love me, oh, what? Yes. Keep, Keep my, my commandments. commandments. Amen. You know, Dr. So Bizancy called me the other day. He said, challenge your congregation. He said, because in the world today, there's attacks in the body of Christ. We, we know that. Amen. We're in this world. You'll have tribulation. Be a good sheriff. Overcome the world. We know there's tribulation out there. We know that. But, but yet, some people in times of trouble or great tribulation or trials, they begin to disobey God. They begin to compromise the word of God in their life. And then they wonder why they're not seeing deliverance. We don't back off from the word of God in times of trouble. Man, we get right in there. I mean, I mean, in times of trouble, in times of great pain maybe. Paul and Silas, when they were in great pain, they didn't pull away from God. They say, hey, what do you, what do you say we worship the Lord tonight? What do we say we have a little camp meeting right here in the inner, inner cell back here where it's dark and all that stuff. And they begin to worship God. And when they began to worship God, they had a move of God in their life. Amen. Don't pull back. Worship God all the more. Don't stop tithing. Tithe double. Praise God. Don't stop giving. Give more. Make it a sacrificial gift. Say, God, I'm going to tell you I love you more than anything in this world. Amen. God honors faith. I said, God honors faith. Don't withhold. It tends to poverty in your life. Don't withhold your gift. Don't give withhold your serving. Say, I'm too tired. God loves us. And we love God. Can you say amen? We prove it by our demonstrating these things. John 14, 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them, again, very clear. Listen to this now. It is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. I thought about that today, and wow. manifest myself to him. Wow. How many are ready for God to manifest his yes. presence to you, his anointing yes. to you? Can you say amen? Shower you with his blessings and, and, and his exceeding great rewards and benefits as we love the Lord, as we worship him and, and keep his commandments. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. We can expect wow. God's blessings in our can't we? We can expect his blessing. Now, we're not on the same timetable as God. You know, I told some of the young interns today, you may be going through trials and different people. But let me say, in the midst of that trial, if you consider this, it's a time to grow. It's a time to grow. It's a time to really get down. How many know sometimes like this, things will bring us to our knees. We begin praying, and that's exactly what we need to do is pray. That's exactly what we need to do is grow. Can you say Amen. And so you can, either, you can either go ahead and draw, draw away or you can get closer to God. And these times of, of great stress can be times where we, we really develop our faith even in a great way, trusting God. Amen. God is not, he'll never disappoint you. Amen. And how many want him to manifest himself, to see him more clearly? Oh, that's so good. John 14, 23, Jesus answered and said to him, 
if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. I want God to be at home in my life. I know, I know the moment I called on the name of the Lord, he came on the inside. But I want him to be at home and feel at home. Have you ever been somewhere and you were there, you had a place to stay, but you sure didn't feel very comfortable there? Well, I want God to feel comfortable in my life. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. And Pastor Joe and I, I was just thinking about something, about as we worship the Lord, as we do. Listen, don't ever have the attitude that we're into the work syndrome, that we're doing these things to move the hand of God. Are you listening to me? We, we don't just do things so, we, you know, we don't just, I want us to come across in the right way. I want, it'd be like fasting. We're not just fast, when we fast, uh, uh, it's the time for us to get in prayer. It's just not just fast, God, if I fast today, I want you to do this for me. You see what I'm saying? If I come to church today, I, I want to, no, we just do these things, but we just love God. I want to serve the Lord because, because, because he loves me. He's done so much for me. It's not just a matter of I'm expecting God something back. I'm doing it because I love the Lord. Amen. It'd be like husband's wife. Uh, uh, I'm just going to do this for you tonight so you can do something back for me. I mean, no, that, that, that works. Okay. All right. And, uh, you know, the whole thing is, if, if we knew exactly, okay, this is a circle. This is a circle of blessings right here. You get yourself in this circle, and I'll tell you, your needs are going to be met. You're going to be full of joy, strength, health, and healing. But this circle over here, if you decide to stand in this circle, the blessings are over there, but you're here. I'm, he's saying it's not works. I believe I'll come right God, over here and get in this circle. Amen. Yes, God has said through his word exactly where we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be in his presence. We're supposed to be worshiping him. We're supposed to be keeping his commandment, not because of works. He, he told us exactly where the blessings were. Aren't we foolish if we decide to go over here? Let's keep ourselves. You know, some of the preachers say we want to be under the spout where the glory comes out. Yeah, that's why. Well, I want to be. it's it's over <laughs> right there. <laughs> How many know it's being in His presence? Amen. Being in a place where the anointing is, joining together in corporate praise, corporate worship, and corporately serving God together. I believe that God's going to do some things this weekend as we gather together. How many will pray for these meetings? Come expecting. Pray in the Spirit an hour before you come. Say, Lord, I want to learn some things here. I want to see the anointing flow greater. I want to see our church grow. Amen. And we, we'll get what we pray for and expect. And, and, and that, it's, going to be a great, it's going to be a great time because we're believing God for that. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So we worship. We worship Him. We keep His commandments. And Jesus said, if you keep my commandments and you'll abide in me my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So uh, well, keeping God's commandments is, is a demonstration, amen, that we love the Lord. Amen. Is it too hard to do what the Lord asks us to do? It, it may be hard in the flesh. I'm so tired tonight. I just, I just think I'll worship God in my mind. I'm just so tired. Well, maybe you should quit saying you're tired. Thank God I've got energy tonight. I'm full of the joy of the Lord. Say, I'm happy tonight. Amen. I'm happy, full of strength. Amen. Quit talking about how tired you are and start talking about how strong you are in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen. Amen. And stir up the joy in you. And yeah, maybe even if you didn't feel like worshiping God, it has nothing to do with our feelings, does it? It's does faith. it? It's we, 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 we love the Lord and we put the flesh aside. And I tell you, some of you get a breakthrough if you start worshiping God, thanking the Lord on purpose, amen, and cheerfully worshiping him despite what's going on. You may see your deliverance come quicker than you think. Amen. In Acts 2, 46 and 47, right when the church was getting its start, it said, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple, so there they were in church, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God. They were together, and there it said they were every day together, and they were praising God. You know, we're supposed to worship God together as the body of Christ. Hopefully, 
on your own at home, you spend time in the presence of God, but there is something, something about the body of Christ coming together and worshiping together. How many know that corporately as together. we come together and worship together, many times the anointing is flowing so beautiful, amen, and, and it's just a powerful, powerful time to worship together, amen. And, and Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 says this, uh, in the contemporary English, ver contemporary English version, it says, we should keep on encouraging each other. Shouldn't we do that? Amen. When you come together, we should come together, assemble together, and encourage one another. It says, each other and to be thoughtful. Look at it. And do helpful things. Some people have gotten out of the habit of meeting for worship. But we must not do that. Now, that's what the Bible is saying. We should keep on encouraging each other. How many of we should keep on encouraging each other? Yes. Especially since you know that the day, the day of the Lord, the great day of the Lord is coming and even getting closer. Amen. Yes. So this is a time to, to, to get even closer and more excited about the things of God in these last days. Amen. I, I love what it says in Ephesians 2.22. Ephesians 2.22. It says, in whom you also are being built together. Can you say that with me? We're being built, built together. together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Ephesians 2.22 in the contemporary English says, and you're part of that building that Christ has built as a place for God's own spirit to live. We know our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We know that, right? So if you're all alone in the woods, Holy Ghost is there, right? But God is building us. Just like in Hebrews it says he's assembling. We're to assemble together. Here it says he's building us together. There's something special about being together. How many, how many know we can get a whole lot more done when we do assemble together? Amen? I mean, you could take a natural thing if we all assemble together in, in, to a work day and we had 25 people assemble together in just a few hours, we did more than the pastor himself could do in a month and a half. Can you say amen? 25 people working 25 hours, uh, 10 hours, that's a whole lot of hours. That's 250 hours, amen? We assemble together and it's the same way when we assemble together to do bus ministry or we do to 180 tomorrow night. We're going to assemble together. Amen? Come on now. The anointing of God is going to be there and the teaching and the word is going to go forth. The good news is going to go forth. Come on. And we have, a, we have an anticipation that somebody is going to get saved and their lives are going to be transformed and somebody is going to decide not to take their life and choose to go on with Jesus. Can you say amen? I mean, heaven uh, stands at attention tomorrow night when the word goes forth and the people begin to pray and the buses roll in and they come in here and the word of God is preached and dominant ministers and the worship and praise go forth and somebody comes in here that needs a major change in their life through prayer, anticipation, corporate worship, assembling together. We do all that so that one person can be saved. And heaven rejoices over even one sinner he didn't say a multitude, even over one sinner that gets saved, God rejoices. Amen? But man, through corporate prayer, corporate worship, corporate working together, much gets done for the kingdom of God. Can you say amen? Right. And all that happens together when we love God individually as a true disciple and spend time with him, even in our private time of prayer. Matthew 6, 6 says, but... You, when you pray, go into your room, and when you've shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. As we love God together, never forget that your one-on-one -on -one time with God is so vitally important. Amen. So that's how you demonstrate your love how many know God. you could be demonstrating your love for the Lord if you go home tonight and before you go to bed tonight, you lift up the body of Christ here. You pray for those that are believing for their healing. You lift them up and you speak the word of God over them. Amen. You pray for the seminar. You, you take the word and maybe you take a scripture and meditate upon that. God's watching all that and he says, that's a true disciple. Yes. They read their Bibles out of church. Come on. Hey, they read their Bibles at home. At all. I said they read their Bibles at home. 
They speak words. They pray at home. How many that's a real demonstration of our love when we're at home and we lift up the body of Christ through prayer. Amen? That's a demonstration. That's a real, that, that's saying, Lord, I love you, and I'm going to do your word. Amen. That's right. And then we demonstrate our love for the brethren, for the body of Christ, through the fellowship and the time we have together. We come together and we are a part of the fellowship. You know the word fellowship means partnership? It means partnership. So if we're in partnership, if you're not doing too good, I'm not going to be doing as good. So if we're here to build each other up, to encourage each other, to edify each other, it's going to help you in the long run too. The, that scripture you're familiar with, we just read in Hebrews 10, verse 22 through 25 in the Message Bible, it puts it this way. So let's do it, full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out, Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He's all, he always keeps his word. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out, not avoiding worship together as some do, but spurring each other on, especially as we see the isn't big that, day that approaching. Awesome? What a powerful, powerful scripture that talks about you and I, come on, caring for each other. Does the Lord ever speak to you about praying for the church? Does he ever speak to you about praying for each other? Amen. Does he ever talk to you about maybe sending a note of encouragement to somebody or calling somebody? Say, listen, I just felt led to call you. Amen. And that's demonstrating the love of God for each other. We should care for each other in this body. Amen. We should care. Uh, you know, when Tom has uh, been looking for a job, we've been praying that Tom gets, fits here, gets a job. And he just landed a job up in Springfield, and he's already working. But, you know, it was through prayers and caring and encouraging. Amen. And that's the way it is with each one of us. That's something about assembling together. You'd never know by sitting at home, would you? Moving the clicker. Amen. But no, you're here. And listen, there's people in this church that need a word from you tonight, a word of encouragement from you. Amen. You know, we fellowship in so many ways as a church. We have the Lord's Supper together. We work together, don't we? We serve together. There's so many things we do together. Many of you have went on missions trips together. That's really, everything you do together demonstrates the fact that it's not just all talk. You actually care about each other. In 1 Corinthians 14, 26, we read this. How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a re revelation, has an interpretation? What's it say after that? Let all things, things be done for edification. That's the primary purpose to come together, amen, is, is to edify each other, encourage each other. How many know you need a lot of encouragement this day, amen? And by coming together, God wants to use you to encourage other people. And that's part of our love for the Lord is when we do come together, assemble together, do things together, like you said there, do missions together, serve together. It's all good. We're doing our work for the Lord. Amen. When we go home, man, it feels good to have done something, planted some seed in the kingdom of God through serving, giving, loving. Amen. And I challenge each and every one of you to maybe make that adjustment in your mind that you are coming to edify. You. Not just, well, I'm coming because I need someone to pick me up and cheer me up. You know? <laughs> Things have been tough. How about you start operating in faith and come and start edifying and encouraging someone else? I, you know, Pastor Joan, uh, Jimmy Dean's mother, what, you told me your name again. Can you? Remember now, everybody remember, because I forgot. Carol, okay, Carol, I told you I wouldn't forget now what he did. Carol, all right, Carol, I know now, I'll remember from now on, Carol. All right, but Carol, Carol's son is Jimmy Dean. Everybody say, Jimmy Dean sausage, amen. Jimmy Dean, and, and you know, Jimmy Dean was such a major blessing. How many were at work day? You were there at work day. You know, Jimmy was down there helping you guys, and I mean, he just tell him what to do, and he's doing it. He's off and running, you know, and, uh, and, I, and tonight I felt like sharing that with, with his mother. I said, you know, Jimmy was such a blessing. Now, I don't know if that edified you, but it was sure better than saying he was a rascal, right? <laughs> but Carol, and, and of course, Carol, this your daughter right here? This your daughter right here and her husband. 
welcome to you guys. Man, it was great. And he said tonight, man, I'm back. glad to be back here again. And so, listen, we can encourage each other and encouraging new people coming into the church and make them feel welcome. Amen. And that's what church is all about, assemble together and encourage each other and do the work of God together. And how many know we're all going to win? We're all on the same team. That's right. The Bible says in 1 Peter 4, 1 Peter 4, verse 8 and 9, it says, above all things, wow, that must be important, above all things, have fervent love for one another, for wow. love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. I mean, it's an honor and a privilege to be together, to encourage and edify each other. The Amplified Bible says this, Above all things have intense and unfailing love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. It forgives, and I love this how it puts it, it disregards the offenses of others. Say, I'll take that. Say, I'm going to do that. Say it like you mean it. I'm going to do that. That means you're going to disregard the offenses. You're, you're going to go ahead and cover people's mistakes with the love of Jesus and say, I'm just going to pray for you. Amen. You don't need to judge people or criticize people or be a fault finder, a judger. Amen. You find somebody that's having a hard time, you go love on them. Can you say amen? I talked to a pastor tonight that some man in his church made a little mistake, you know, and, and got put in jail. And the pastor called me and said, I'm on the way to visit a man in jail and help him out. That's the love of a true shepherd. Can you say amen? Help that man out. We're, we're not there to tear people down, kick them when they're down. We want to help people out. Can you say amen? Practice hospitality to one another, those of the household of faith. You know, that's the most important people in your life to be hospitable to, those of the household of faith. Be hospitable, be a lover of strangers with brotherly affection for the unknown guests, the foreigners, the poor, and all others who come your way who are of Christ's body. And in each instance, wow, here's is, how we do this it. This is a big order. Do it ungrudgingly, cordially, and graciously without complaining, but as representing him, as representing him. Amen. So that's how we demonstrate our love for the body of Christ. And then the, the final thing was, how, how are we going to, if we have a love for the lost, how are we going to demonstrate our love for them? I think this is probably possibly one of the greatest demonstrations that we really love suffering, sighing, crying, hurting humanity, really, is that we love the lost. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it again. That could be one of the greatest demonstrations of love. How many know Jesus demonstrated it, says, this is what I actually said, demonstrated his love for us when he shed his blood for our sins. He, he, how many know Jesus demonstrated? He proved to us he loved us. Raise your hand if you believe that. Isn't that right? He proved it to us that he loved us. So there is a proving. There is a demonstrating. We can't say, oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you. I love fishing. I love hunting on Sunday morning. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I'm on the open road. You know, uh, we can say all, we love all, the Lord all we want, but if we never serve him, we never do good works. We never help people in nursing homes. We never reach out to hurting people. How many know our love is pretty shallow? Now, I'm preaching to people that are doing that. But how many know we can do more? Amen. Amen. And we are. We're, we're an outreach. We're doing these things. But how, I'm just confirming to you that, that our love and passion for God includes winning the lost. Amen. How many here have lost people in your, let's say, relation or family that you truly want to go to heaven? Raise your hand. You truly want them to go to heaven. Amen. All of us do. Do you want them to go to heaven real bad? Do you want them to go to heaven really, really bad? I do, don't you? Then we need to be praying. And we need to sow seed in other people's lives and pray that laborers will come across their path because we want everybody saved. How many, listen, I don't know, uh, Wilkes Booth, uh, James Wilkes Booth, uh, the, uh, the head of the Salvation Army, uh, I know it's not the one that shot Abraham Lincoln, but I'm talking about a different one. He said that it would be good if we could take and hang on a rope every single one of my soldiers above hell for just a little bit so they could get a revelation how bad hell is. And he said they would have such a passion to win souls. Amen? 
And, and really, hell's a bad place. Hell's an eternal place. And how many believe there is a hell? Let's not forget there is a hell to shun. And there is a heaven to gain. And I want to go to heaven, don't you? And uh, I want everybody else to go to heaven. That's right. Uh, in Matthew 9, verse 35 and 36, it's talking about Jesus' attitude here. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, I mean, he saw all these people. We talked a little bit about this. The multitudes. Uh, he didn't just see a mass of people. I think he saw individuals. You know, each person. I think somehow Jesus saw each face, wow. every life. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved. And that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be moved with compassion. How many know compassion them? is a manifestation of the love of God? It's just a manifestation of the love of God that you have compassion for hurting people. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. He was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered you know, like there, sheep there's, having there's no shepherd. There's some son out there tonight. There's some daughter out there tonight, Pastor Joan. There's some niece or nephew out there tonight. There's some loved one out there somewhere, possibly laying on the streets of Chicago, possibly in, in New York, maybe in Houston, sleeping in the streets at night that need Jesus so bad. Maybe they're addicted with heroin. Maybe, they're, maybe they feel rejected. Maybe they've lost, turned their back on God because they've been hurt somewhere, whatever it might be. And you know something? It takes somebody that's compassionate to reach these two people. And, and uh, uh, you know, I, I think uh, one time John Olson was in a foreign country, and he was coming, and all of a sudden uh, uh, his son was wondering, where in the world is he? Where in the world is he? And John was ministering to some young man that ran out of money and couldn't get home. And Lord knows how long he had been sitting at that airport with no money, no way to call home, no way to get home. And he gave him the money to get home. And loved on him, shared the gospel with him. Isn't that pretty powerful? Amen. So you never know. And, and, and who they never know. Maybe that person got saved and my, that mom and dad has been in torment for their son for years. You know, God wants to use you to release that compassion and love to hurting people. In Matthew 9, th verse 37 and 38, then he said to his disciples, right after he was moved with that compassion, he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful. I mean, there's plenty of people out there, amen? But the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest. You know, if we have loved ones that are somewhere else, we can pray that prayer. Uh, but, you know, we can't pray, well, I hope someone else in uh, our community reaches the kids. I hope someone else in this community reaches out to the teenagers when we're here to do it. So we should be part of saying, Lord, here am I, send me. And you have plenty of opportunities here, don't you? Jesus said in Mark 16, verse 20, uh, 15 through 20, and he said to them, Jesus Honey, said to them. this is the Great Commission. It is. This, I mean, how many would know we should remember the Great Commission? Amen. Mm -hmm. that, that is mm -hmm. the, that's the last words that Jesus spoke when he left this earth. Mm -hmm. This was important to him. That's right. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And what they do? They went out and preached everywhere and look who helped them the lord working with them confirming the word through accompanying signs we're not out there on our own trying to reach the lost the lord's working with us and how many know it says in uh, romans chapter uh, 10 i believe Romans, how beautiful are the what look at your feet tonight 
Your feet have to take you somewhere. Amen. How many know we can't win, win souls watch, uh, watching TV all day long? Amen. Being a couch potato. Our feet have to bring us some. How beautiful are the feet of them that bring glad tidings or bring the gospel or preach the gospel? Amen. How many know? Listen. How many know the Lord does need us? Yeah, he does. He does need us to, to, he wants to be our hands. He wants to be our mouth. Amen. He wants uh, uh, the love of God to flow through us. And there's so many ways we can show concern for the lost. We pray, we talked about prayer already, right? Mm -hmm. How about personal evangelism? Mm -hmm. How about personal evangelism? You know, what, what, about, what about this right here? Personal evangelism. I picked up these, I said, listen, here's, this is your life right here. This is your life right here. You can go to a person and tell them, you know, uh, do you know, sir, man, where are you going to spend eternity? Do you know that? Well, I'm not sure. Well, I can tell you where you can, what, what, God's got a gift for you. Amen. And you can lead them in a prayer of salvation. You can give it, or if they're in a hurry, say, let's just take this with you then. Amen. And, uh, and, and you know, you can also say, you know, by the way, I, I'd like to invite you to our church. You have a good church home? No. Listen, let me invite you to our church. God is really moving. Kids are being saved. We've got a great family. And you know what you can do? You can do personal evangelism. And you, it's amazing if you would just take the time and have this with you in your pocket and say, by the way, do you have a good church? No. Let me tell you what. I want to tell you about our church and what God is doing in our church. And, and you get all done and say, and by the way, do you need prayer about anything? well, yes, I'd like you to pray for my uncle or I'd like you to pray for me. It can open up the door for you to be used of God. How many want to be used of God? We should want to be used of God. There's no greater joy than, than praying for people and leading someone to Christ. I mean, I'll give you a hike and float on for the next six weeks. Amen. Whoo, I led somebody to the Lord back there. I can remember the people I led to the Lord. I mean, it was such a major rush and joy to know that, boy, they've been snatched out of, out of darkness and the marvelous light. And, man, God used me to help change your life. What, what, what greater reward can there be on this earth than that? Amen. Amen. So that personal evangelism is awesome. Get involved in outreach, missions, giving, go on missions trips, be a witness, live right, let your light shine for Christ. It's, it's all a part of loving the lost. First Peter 3.15 says, Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that, that is, is in you, you. Amen. with meekness and in, with fear. It, it's just so vitally important that we demonstrate that we truly do love the lost. How many know we ought to be sitting on ready? Sure, sure. Come on, how many know we ought to be sitting on ready? Yeah. I mean, we should be ready. In fact, people should look at you and see some hope. Hey, somebody's smiling over here. Wow, they got something I don't have. You know, there's people out there that are miserable. There's people out there that are lost. Mm -hmm. People that are hurting. And, you know, just a smile. You know, I'd be attracted toward a smile, wouldn't you? Amen. Somebody that's like, wow, they got some joy in their life. What's this all about? You see people going down the road that in the last couple of months, it's like, you know, you see somebody, joy. <laughs> They're going to say, what's with you, man? Yeah. A, you, you should be ready to say, well, I'll tell you what's with me, man. I got Jesus on the inside. Amen. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. I have the, the joy of the Lord in my life. I got hope. You know? so, so we're a true disciple when we love the Lord, we love the body of Christ, and we do love the lost. And we demonstrate that through our worship and doing the Word of God and our private time of prayer. We demonstrate our love for the body of Christ by our fellowship with each other. We demonstrate um, our love for the lost by being involved in local and foreign evangelism. But the sad thing is some Christians just love partially. And I wonder if, you know, we're to be true disciples. You see, we would be loving partially if we worship God in public but never in private. How many know what we're talking about uh, now? There'd be a problem we're not, we're there. not condemning here now. This no. is just reality check number 101. Amen. We can say, oh, we love the Lord, you know, in church. But if we don't worship him in home or live like a Christian home, how many know that's that's not good. Right. How many know we could improve on that one? Amen? Okay. Or, or we'd demonstrate, our, maybe we'd be loving partially if as far as with the body of Christ, you know, we put up a good front at church, but maybe 
when we went home, we talked bad about each other. That wouldn't be true God kind of love. Or, or maybe with evangelism, we'd say, well, okay, it's okay if it's my family we reach, but forget about everyone else. That's not a true disciple, is it? Philippians 1.9, we'll close with this scripture, because no matter where we're at tonight, I believe every one of us can push forward and improve. Philippians 1.9, and this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in the knowledge in knowledge and discernment. The Amplified Bible says, and I pray that your love may abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development Hallelujah. in knowledge and all keen insight that your love may display itself in greater depth of acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment. All right, we'll give you the last scripture. Are you ready for it? Listen to this. Well, yeah, the last uh, exhortation on the same scripture in different translation. The New Living Translation. Check this out. Don't you just love the Word of God? Don't you love the Word? I mean, the Word of God is so awesome. And it'll keep us on track and keep us spiritually alive and excited for the Lord. And faith comes, amen, by hearing the Word. He says, I pray, I pray that your love this is, this is Paul's, the Apostle Paul's prayer for the body of Christ through the Spirit of God. Amen? So I pray that your love will overflow. Listen to this. Overflow. Well, what's going to happen if it overflows? It's going to get on somebody. It's going to get on somebody. Can you say amen? What happens when the love of God overflows in your life? It's going to get on somebody. Amen? Let your love will overflow. Listen to this. More and more. It's not supposed to wane. No. We're not supposed to get tired of serving the Lord, tired of reaching out. Listen, one lady in Tommy Barnett's church come up there and said, Pastor, when are we going to quit reaching out to people? Have you, how many of you have ever heard Tommy Barnett, Phoenix, Arizona, got a huge bus ministry, you know, and he's always bringing in people from, you know, on with this and that, people from all over, you know. And one lady said, Pastor, when are we going to quit reaching out? We've got people everywhere in this church. I think that's enough now. And it wasn't too long down the road, she calls him and she said, Pastor Burnett, pray for my nephew. He needs to be saved and this, that. And he said, oh, sister, I'm not sure there's any more room. <laughs> it's a true story. And she says, oh, I think there's room for one more. <laughs> Come on, how could we ever get tired? How many know that we're soldiers, amen? We're supposed to endure hardness of the cross. I'm glad that Jesus didn't say, ah, oh, it's getting a little heavy. I'm not sure I want to go through with this. Aren't you glad he didn't do that? He endured the cross, the shame, all that, so we could be saved. He demonstrated his love for us. I owe my life to Jesus. How about you? I owe my gratitude to him. I owe my service to the Lord. I owe my commitment to the Lord. My enthusiasm is going to be for the Lord. Amen. I get excited about things in life. I got excited that Brett Favre beat the Green Bay Packers the other night. Yeah. I got to be quiet. <laughs> no, we got some Green Bay Packer fans in here. And, and, but see, Brett Favre used to be the quarterback for the Green Bay. And he set a world record he was the only quarterback in NFL history of America that's ever beat all 33 teams. I thought that was pretty cool, but that's nothing for what Jesus did for us. Come on, amen? I mean, he won our eternal salvation. Man, we got to stay pumped up in Jesus. The blood is still cleansing. Faith is still coming. Miracles are inevitable. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. May we get so stirred up and begin to prosper, we could run 10 buses every Wednesday night and pick them up from every neighborhood around her. Thousands of, tens of thousands of people that are not going to church, that are sitting in their homes doing nothing tonight, that need a move of God in their life. Can you say amen? amen. Oh, that'd be a lot of work, Pastor. It would be, wouldn't it? But wouldn't it be good? I said, wouldn't it be good to be busing them in and filling up the church with people that need Jesus? All it would take is a lot of loving people. Amen. Amen. So you want to live in the overflow of God's love? Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Do you think maybe the Lord's stretching us a little more? Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we lift our hands to you tonight.
and we worship you. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> we Thank worship you, Lord. Father, yes, because we love, we love you, you because we we're your name. disciples. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. And Father God, we love each other Hallelujah. here too. And we pray one for another and loose the blessings of God on those around us right now. We loose blessings of increase in their life, increase of prosperity, oh, increase of peace with God, Hallelujah. increase of health in Jesus' name, increase of favor. Thank you, Father, and we do have a heart. We're moved with compassion for the lost, and we Thank do pray for more laborers to come forth to help us to join arm in arm to reach the lost in our this area, Father God. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. We worship you, Thank Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory we bless you, Father. The Bible you, Father. says was Jesus was moved with love and compassion for those that were hurting and lost. Help us, Lord, to be perceptive. Help us to be ready to give an answer to those that have lost hope. Help us to be like Jesus when he was moving along and he heard a cry from somebody. He said, Jesus, Jesus, help me. Lord, there's people all over that are crying for help. Help us to hear their voices, Lord. Help us to be like the young missionary lady that was moved to go up to an upper room. And there was Dr. Cho praying, if there's any God in heaven, if there's any God anywhere, come and help me. And she heard the voice of the Lord and won him to the Lord, one of the greatest churches in the, in the world. Father, help us to be sensitive to people that are around us that need Jesus, that need love, and need a word of encouragement. And we thank you for it, Father. We pray for revival in our midst, a stirring of love, a stirring of compassion, a passion level. I pray that our passion level goes up higher and higher, Lord, that we think more about winning the lost and praying for those that do not know Christ. Help us, Lord, to win souls. That's our prayer. Grant unto your servant. Put your hand in your heart tonight. And I pray this prayer over you, may Father God, in the name of Jesus, by the Spirit of God, I pray an anointing go out right now. I pray boldness. I pray a revival, uh, 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 Father, a stirring of supernatural boldness by your Spirit, Lord, come upon the people here, that they're going to be bold to go out and present the gospel, bold to hand out tracts, Bold to pray for people, Lord, when the opportunity arises. Bold to sense needs. We give you thanksgiving and praise for it, Father, in the name of Jesus.